0: Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today the topic is blame. Blame, as you know, is a biblical category, and it means to find fault with or to hold responsible for something. If someone ran a red light and crashed into your car, then your insurance company is interested to know who is to blame. And the blameless is the person wronged, whether wronged intentionally or not. Guilt and blame are very closely related. In this life, where so many things do go wrong, it is impossible to never blame someone for something. We'd be foolish if we could not distinguish the blameless from the one who bears the blame, though sometimes it is mighty hard to tell because there are faults on both sides. Consider your two small children having a squabble. Sometimes it's easy to find out who is to blame, but other times, They may both be at fault. When our kids were little and in a tangle, I remember our policy was to ask each child, now you tell me what you did wrong. And then we'll get to the next one and say, now you tell me what you did wrong. Because this is not the way of the flesh. The flesh wants to run to and blame the other one. He did that. He said this. She did that, etc. Adult squabbles can be just as bad or worse, where both parties are pointing fingers. But for the Christian, we have a way to deal with blame, both our own when we are guilty, as well as the guilt of others who wrong us. So first, our own. When we cause the problem, either by negligence or sin, we must assume the blame. We must assume responsibility. When we deliberately sin or when we carelessly sin, We must seek the forgiveness of the one wronged, and we must seek God's forgiveness as well. And if the wrong requires material restitution, then the Christian has to put it right. This is the way to peace. This deals with the blame, and it is wiped away. Sin not only brings blame, but it brings turmoil. It disrupts the peace. Blamelessness brings peace. Psalm 37, 37 says, Mark or look at the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Blamelessness brings peace. It's a peaceful existence. Except I see this one exception in scripture. (laughs) In Proverbs 29, it says, The bloodthirsty hate the blameless. And isn't that interesting that being blameless just irritates the bloodthirsty, irritates the ungodly, which is why they will lie and why they will make things up about the blameless person. Still, scripture says that blamelessness, the future of the blameless man, is peace. And what a good future that is. There are many occasions in this life, obviously, where we can attribute blame. And our hearts are sometimes just too quick To do this, we can blame a teacher for not preparing the students as well as he should have. And so your son or daughter failed the test. Or the teacher may blame the student for not paying attention, not getting his work done on time, and so forth. Often the person to blame does not seek forgiveness, does not make restitution. And what do we do then? It's one thing when those who are responsible put things right. But what if they don't? What if they just walk away? What if they wrong you and walk away? Well, there's one thing that we should not do. And that is, we shouldn't put all the blame in a little precious chest where we nurture it and feed it. Because this is a perfect environment for bitterness to spring up. And the person who is blameless can get so entangled in the blame. By just never moving on and always referring to the fault or the shortcoming or the blame of the other, if a player is fouled on the basketball court just as he is scoring a basket, but the ref calls the foul on him instead of on his opponent, then the ref is to be blamed. He is not blameless, but he may have done this unintentionally. Who knows? But it is not worth it for the team to carry bitterness toward the ref for the rest of the season, even though. They might be bearing the results of his fault. There's nothing that can be done about it now. So it's much better, healthier, and more peaceful to let it go and just get ready for the next game. Bitterness is most often the result of being blamed for things you did not do, and so you become bitter toward the people telling the lies. Or bitterness comes for blaming others for things they really did. And they got away with and they never put right. So, why make your life sour over these things if you are blameless? Psalm 119.80 says, Let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes that I may not be ashamed. Of course, when we obey God, we're blameless. We can't control what other people will say about us, lie about us, say that we did, but we know it to be untrue. There's no reason for us to feel. Blame or shame or guilt. When Judah is speaking to his father, asking if he can take Benjamin to Egypt, he says, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. Now, that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> heavy thing to say. He's taking responsibility. He understands that if something happens to Benjamin, then he will be blamed. Blame is a very real thing. And so, he's promising to bear that blame forever if he fails. Now, I'm not suggesting that we use that terminology. Say. But I'm saying it is a Christian category. Blame is very real. Sin has consequences. And in some places, the sin has been so bad that the person who committed that needs to bear the blame. Instead of trying to excuse it, they have to bear the blame, but they can still be forgiven even if they are bearing the blame. I hope that makes sense. It's just a fact that they were responsible, but it's also a fact that they're forgiven. Sin always has consequences, but when we focus on the faults and sins of others, it's not spiritually healthy for us. I mean, obviously, you have to when you're dealing with it. And once forgiven has been sought and forgiveness has been given, then we have to move on and not dwell in it. Rather be wronged than do wrong. So forgive those who have reason to be blamed. Extend the forgiveness even if they haven't repented, even if they haven't asked. Don't keep a record of who is to blame for all the wrongs. That's like treasuring them up in your heart. Let love cover a multitude of sins. They may deserve to bear the blame. And in some way, I'm sure they are bearing it, but don't let their blame rob you of your own blamelessness in this matter. So I'm thinking, what's this have to do with Christmas? You might be wondering. Well, it's Christmas. Be blameless in all your conduct. Let your heart be free of all blame also. Let it go and enjoy this wonderful celebration of the advent of our Lord, who has taken away our shame and has removed the blame of all of our sins in the cross. Hallelujah. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining me today. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.